On today's Locked On Texans podcast, the worst offensive performance of the year and the number one pick in the next year's draft, how they both met for a meeting at the NRG Stadium against the Tennessee Titans. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Monday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't even know how many people claim this team every day. Maybe Monday, maybe on Thursdays, but on Sundays. Just claim it for us, please. Just claim it for us, please. (laughs) Especially after this Sunday's showing against the Tennessee Titans. I'm not sure how many people support this team anymore. However, I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, here to discuss the the embarrassing defeat against the Tennessee Titans. The number won't tell it all. The Houston Texans lost 17-10. to That won't show how bad that offensive performance and the showing was. We'll get into that offensive, defensive performances and what we're going to close out the show with. On the day, Davis Mills throws for a pedestrian 152 yards and a last-minute TD pass to Damian Pierce. DP had his arguably worst outing of the season so far, rushing for only 35 yards on 15 carries. Without Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks caught four passes for 73 yards. The defense held rookie quarterback Malik Willis to check to only 55 passing in check with only 55 passing yards in his debut on 10 attempts. But who needs passing when King Derrick Henry (laughs) – it's going against the league's worst oh run defense. Gosh. Derrick Henry finished the game with 219 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Cody, the frustration has set in and boiled over with fans, but ultimately with the players and coaching staff. Lovey Smith, after the game, said the Houston Texans, our football team under my leadership, did not play well today in all areas. This team regressed massively offensively on Sunday, 2 of 14 on third downs, the worst offensive performance of the year, netting only 161 yards total. This team is lost with a capital T, lost communication errors, miscommunication problems, no sense of urgency, and downright piss-poor play from the QB to the backup offensive lineman playing due to injury to the receiver unit to the play callers. There's no trust, whether that's in the receivers, whether that's in Davis Mills, whether that's in your front seven and getting creative to cause pressure. There's no trust between the coaching staff and some of the guys out on the field and is showing. One of the worst games I've seen out of this Houston Texan team in the past three seasons. And again, 17 to 10, that score doesn't show how bad this team was offensively. John, you say one of the worst. I'm just going to come out right and say it. I do believe that this is the worst um, that I have seen from the Houston Texans since we've been covering them the last three years. I know we started in 2019, but of course there was in a whole different type of atmosphere at that time. But, you know, John, when you take a look at some of the worst, worst performances, you know, 
this is to me the worst performance I've ever seen from Davis Mills. I know a lot of people are going to go back to the game that he had against the Buffalo Bills uh, when the Houston Texans actually lost 40 to 0, but I would like to give him some leeway for that because that was the first game that he started. Not only that, it was raining. Not only that, you was also playing against arguably if not the best team in the league at that time and you know, you was able to give this team leeway. The the second worst game that I do remember covering this team was the last game Tyrod Taylor played. It was the game against the Indianapolis Colts. I believe they lost that game 31-0 or 31-3. But at the same time, there was still somewhat of promise after that game because it was like, okay, you can move on from Tyrod Taylor. Now you can see what you have in Davis Mills. And we all know how Davis Mills finished out his rookie campaign after they made that substitution. But, John, when I take a look at the quarterback play, the coaching staff, the offensive line, the wide receiving core, like I do not understand how the Houston Texans were able to play this bad. And not only that, this is literally seven days after they put together one of, if not their best offensive performance of the season. After the game, I had an opportunity to ask Davis Mills what changed for him personally from last week against the Las Vegas Raiders, this week against the Tennessee Titans, and this is what he had to say. Um... I felt like last week just stayed efficient. Um, we were able to be dynamic and efficient on offense, um, running and passing. And this week, um, just shot ourselves in the foot too much, um, got in bad situations that are tough to get out of. And um, I mean, it felt like that was kind of the story of the game. So this is one of those games. Can't do much. Uh, flush it. Move on to next week. Davis, without. John, I know you gave the numbers to open up this show, of course, when you take a look at Davis Mills, but a lot of those numbers um, basically was picked up in garbage time during that final drive. As a matter of fact, as you mentioned, correct me if I'm wrong, but Davis Mills finished with, what, 151 yards on the day, which marked, I believe, his fourth time this season that he failed to eclipse over 200 yards in passing. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, he finished with 150, 151 yards, but he did record 91 yards in passing on that final drive that was basically garbage time. You take that away from Davis Mills, you're looking at a situation where he would have ended this game with only 61 yards in passing. John, I know we're going to get into it later on in the week, and trust me, it hurts me to say this the most, but... They need to, whether they keep both first-round picks or whatever the case might be, they have to address that quarterback situation, my guy. I just, th this cannot happen. Yes, I don't, know, I don't understand. know why it hurts. I don't know why it hurts. No, me. I say it hurts because I was drinking from the Davis Mills fountain of praise throughout the offseason. That's why I say it hurts because I truly believed in him. But as we sit here seven games into the season, and I'm looking at this from a standpoint to where I can only say you played good out of one out of the first seven games on the year, that lets me know right now, yes, you still have 10 games to go, but Davis Mills is not the answer for this organization. I also don't want to um, throw this by the wayside as well. That offensive line was god-awful on yesterday as, as well. Yeah, I think um, who we got to look at, A.J. Can, man. You know, between A.J. Can and Quisenberry and Kenyon Green, the interior offensive line have been pay playing respectable. A.J. Can was out on Sunday. Uh, Quisenberry gets banged up a little bit, so, uh, you know, they have to replace him. But you are 100% right. That has to be addressed. However, when I look at this offense, six, I counted six negative yard plays. <laughs> That's, so that's what I counted. 
that doesn't include penalties, the holdings. You know, the, the you take you go from one first and 15, first and ten to first and twenty, which happened multiple times throughout that game. That doesn't include plays like the the three tight end sets where it was intercepted, where there's miscommunication on the route, but then. Davis Mills tries to fit it into a window that's clearly not there. You clearly don't have that accuracy or arm strength to get it there. Zip it to your tight end. I want to say that was intended for, was it Aikens on that one? No, it was Brevin Jordan, excuse me. Like that's going on. Um, Talking about the offensive line. This team clearly moves where Damian Pierce takes them. 35 rushing yards on the day because they were unable to, to get a push and get him to the second level, which he's been very good at doing since his first game of the year. This is his worst game since his first game, and this is undoubtedly his worst game so far in his young career, largely due to the offensive line play. Listen, it is what it is. We can't sit here and act like this team doesn't have a lot of holes that needs to be filled. But offensively, let's go ahead and cut bait with Brandon Cooks. Whatever you can get back. I don't care if it's a fifth rounder. Get what you can. Live with it. Thank him for the two years that he had where he put up over 1,000 yards. Thank him for his leadership from last year. But as we look at Sunday's game, coming out of that loss against the Tennessee Titans, there is there is no way I can look at this team and say that, A, they're going to win another game this year. I don't believe so. That, B, Play callers and athletes that are representing the Houston Texans on the sideline or on the field, they're not going to return back next year. That includes the possibility of Pep Hamilton. That includes the possibility of Davis Mills, who that even shouldn't be a possibility anymore. Gave him his time. Uh, Lovey Smith, who said that he doesn't believe Davis Mills should be pulled out of a game just yet, allowed him to finish out that game. I guess that's a good point, but Davis Mills played so bad that at the second quarter mark, I was thinking to myself, where's Kyle Allen? Put him in the game. This game is still winnable, and Davis Mills ain't getting it done. I mean, you got you got Philip Dorsett catching the pass and not even attempting to stretch out for a first down, which could have kept the change moving. That is how pathetic this offense played on Sunday. You can't you, – you when your team is infected like that, it wasn't like a body was in his way. He's a receiver in the NFL. He caught the ball. Take it out. You've done it many times. All I all I can say is, man, coming out of that game on Sunday, it's clear that Houston Texans have somebody that they really want with their first overall pick, and they they don't want to jeopardize somebody else getting them, maybe like a Bryce Young, because that's how they played. They played on Sunday as a clearest sign that says, hey, we're tanking. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life can sometimes get rough and it doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible. 
anywhere 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best, and BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Monday installment of Locked On Texans. And John, as you alluded to, King Derrick Henry came back and once again put up over 200 yards on the Houston Texans with this god-awful run defense. And John, you know, it's literally been like 18, 19 months since Derrick Henry last played against the Texans, which was on January 4th, 2020, where he put up, I think it was 250 on the Houston Texans in that game. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, almost every single team, even the team that have hit the reset button over these past 18 to 19 months, every single team seemed like they have ended up being better in certain areas even the even the, the the detroit lions have gotten better in certain areas within these last 18 19 months however when you take a look at the texans there was bad at run defense then and they're still bad at run defense john i don't understand how they allow one man to average over 200 and something yards over his last four games playing against one franchise Uh, <clears throat> to simply put it, look, you had Jaleel Johnson out there. He was just signed to the Houston Texans a couple of days ago. Um, as we saw, Kurt Hennish and Thomas Booker got to start. You know, Malik Collins is out. He's dealing with an injury. The other defensive tackle would have normally been Roy Lopez, but Houston felt like that Roy Lopez wasn't going to get it done, and they wanted to switch things up. So Hennish and Booker got to start. But, you know, overall, when we look at this team, I've said it before, man, they got a bunch of number twos and number three defensive tackles playing starter roles. That, that is what it is. But on top of that, uh, your linebackers are not getting involved in the run game. Houston didn't really try to make it difficult for the Tennessee Titans defensively. Pretty much basic looks. They got Jalen Petrie involved in the game. And I, I do want to go back and look at Jalen Petrie up until this game to see how involved is he in the run defense versus certain starting running backs. So when I look at a Jonathan Taylor, he was very involved in that game against the Colts. When I look at a Derrick Henry, he was involved early on. Uh, But you got guys on this team that, you know, have tackling issues, afraid to tackle guys like Derrick Henry, which honestly I'm not that mad about because it's always a business decision once Derrick Henry gets to the second level you got to decide whether or not you want to take that hit and you want to not uh, feed your family. But, uh, you know, this this defense, I think, overall, listen, they didn't get beat how they should not have gotten beat. Malik Willis had a pedestrian day in his debut, right? And I think that's the biggest takeaway. You knew Derrick Henry was going to kill this team on the ground. Just like in those prime years, whenever T.Y. came to Houston – you knew T.Y. Hilton was going to act a fool in the NRG Stadium. Derrick Henry was going to get his, no doubt about it. So you can't fault them. I thought in the first half, in the first quarter, um, they did a very good job outside of that 41-yard 41 41 yard run that he had to kick it off. But I thought that 
Houston was doing a better job in quarter one than they did through quarter two, three, or four. But they didn't allow Malik Willis to really have any impact plays. Right, the two scores and Houston lim- did limit them to seventeen points, two scores, and then a field goal. It came from their best player. Those are some of the moments that you have to live with, but those are also the moments that, for the third year in a row since the loss of DJ Reader, teams hmm. when they have you on their schedule, their running backs is looking at their running back coach. Telling the running back coach, make sure you tell the offensive coordinator to get on the same page with the head coach so they know in this game, I need my touches. And again, whoever it may be with the number one pick, the Cleveland Browns are pretty bad right now. So Houston can possibly have two top five picks, two top six picks. They're going to either have to address the quarterback and defensive tackle, or maybe look at the end. I'm not 100% sure, but if you have an opportunity, to leave out of that draft with your quarterback and a Jalen Carter, then that's a win for Houston because as of right now, they can't they can't execute in the passing game and they can't stop a nosebleed when it comes to stopping that run. And that's how bad it's been for Houston so far this year. Completely unacceptable. And following this game, the Houston Texans have given up 186 yards on the ground, which is, of course, the worst in the league. I understand it, John. Malik Collins and uh, Jonathan Grenard, those guys were were not there. But I don't even think it would have made a difference. I still think we'll still be sitting here talking about the same thing, whether or not they was on the field or not. But I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Steven Nelson. Listen, the secondary, they had a quiet day, right? Malik Willis only threw the ball. 10 times, one interception. But shout out to Steven Nelson, who again has been looking like one of the best offseason signings for Houston to this point. He got his on, on Sunday, two interceptions. I mean, one interception. Look at Jalen Petrie. He had two tackles for loss. Uh, you know, the, the secondary, they knew what they had to do, right? <laughs> Malik Willis was in the box, didn't have any wild plays, didn't have any splash plays, didn't have any plays that – Mike Vrabel can take back to the coaching staff and say, hey, maybe we should roll with him once Tannehill gets healthy. None of that happened on Houston. They lost how you expect for them to lose, and that's Derrick Henry going crazy. Um, But, again, it's a knock on how this team defensively has been built, especially considering if you're going to run the defense that's being ran, you should have been more active in trying to bring in a, a disruptor up front. Houston does not have that. Guys, whether you are looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or you want to let your love sparkle, Blue Now can help you make your celebrations even more memorable as the original juror for online. The original online juror, baby, the OG of the game. Blue Now offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Now has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity you want while you're setting up. And Blue Now has the best representatives. 24-7, always on hand, jury experts on hand, 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find the most memorable gift at every budget. 
Make your moment sparkle with BlueNow.com. Go to BlueNow.com and use code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your first purchase of $500 or more. That's BlueNow, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com with promo code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more at BlueNow.com. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Cody, I opened up this show, listeners, with the worst offensive performance of the year and the number one pick in next year's draft, how they both met for a meeting at the NRG stadium against the titans that's how i opened up the show and let me explain what i meant by that the fix is in houston has a player that they don't want jeopardized missing out on this is what i know (laughs) they have a player that they really like and it seems after we hook on sundays that potential number one pick in next year's draft set in for this franchise. And you know what they said? We're not going to have effort. We're going to have the worst performance. We're going to actively play for the number one pick in next year's draft. That's my belief. But that's also what I know. Houston has a player (laughs) that they really want here in town that Nick Casario really believes can be his diamond in the diamonds because it won't be a rough. He's a first-round pick with the first pick on the board. But the guy that Nick Casario can say, hey, listen, this is who I drafted to change this franchise around. And that player is who they don't want to be – they don't want jeopardized missing out on with that number one pick. So, do you want to hint who the player is, or what the position is, or the? Let's put it like this, man. Uh, Millsites, the General Mills fan club, the Davis Mills guys. Listen, yeah, after January, it's over. It's uh, it's already over, and you know I was one of the presidents. <laughs> yeah, you but... was, and, and I need to go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> need to be uh, uh, vetoed out or something. But there is a player Houston wants with that number one overall pick that they don't want to miss out on. And that is going to cause for a lot of bad performances and games. I feel bad for this franchise. The fans and the players, when they got to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, who, by the way, are rolling right now. Yeah, it's going to be bad, man, because that player that they want, they're not finna miss out on them. Well, hopefully that's the only victory that Philadelphia would get it get a chance to have on Houston because there's another franchise playing a Philadelphia team as of right now. They traveling to Philadelphia, and uh, yeah, hopefully the Houston can get a victory on that end, which is hell of a lot more important, by the way. But you know, John, once again, man, I, I do consider this to be one of, if not the worst, performance. Um, ever since I've been covering this team over the last three seasons. And um, 
you know, 10 more games and this nightmare hopefully will be over. We said the same thing last year, and it seems like that nightmare has extended. Yeah, you know what? And uh, Brandon Cooks, who caught two passes for three yards, really had a pedestrian game, you know, didn't really show too many teams what he can do outside of that one big 40-yard catch. Uh, again, I'm going to keep saying it. Get him out of town. Out of respect for Cooks and out of just being a, a smart general manager and understanding that it's not going anywhere, get what you can. Brandon Cooks should not be on this Houston Texas roster after this week. I'm sorry. The trade deadline is on the first. He should be gone. Plain and simple. I'm John some sports guy Hickman. Guys, I know you want more, but we know you're defeated. We're defeated. We're going to continue to be here each and every day to talk about the Houston Texans, and hopefully you're with us on this ride. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnTexans. Like us on Facebook. Also, make sure you are subscribed, commenting on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.